Seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time Prayer Psalms 103 Bless Yahweh my soul from the depths of my being. His holy name, bless Yahweh my soul. Never forget all his acts of kindness. He forgives all offenses, cures all your diseases. He redeems your life from the abyss, crowns you with faithful love and tenderness. Yahweh is tenderness and pity, slow to anger and rich in faithful love. He does not treat us as our sins deserve, nor repay us as befits our offenses. As the distance of east from west, so far from us, does he put our faults as tenderly as a father treats his children, so Yahweh treats those who fear him. Reading the Word First Reading Leviticus chapter 19 Yahweh spoke to Moses and said, Speak to the whole community of Israelites and say, Be holy, for I, Yahweh your God, am holy. You will not harbor hatred for your brother. You will reprove your fellow countrymen, firmly, and thus avoid burdening yourself with the sin. You will not exert vengeance on or bear any sort of grudge against the members of your race, but will love your neighbor as yourself. I am Yahweh. Second reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 Do you not realize that you are a temple of God with the Spirit of God living in you? If anybody should destroy the temple of God, God will destroy that person. Because God's temple is holy, and you are that temple, there is no room for self-delusion. Anyone of you who thinks he is wise by worldly standards must learn to be a fool in order to be really wise. For the wisdom of the world is folly to God. As scripture says, he traps the crafty in the snare of their own cunning and gain. The Lord knows the plans of the wise and how insipid they are. So there is to be no boasting about human beings. Everything belongs to you, whether it is Paul or Apollos or Cephas, the world, life or death, the present or the future, all belong to you. But you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Gospel Matthew chapter 5 You have heard how it was said, Eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I say this to you, Offer no resistance to the wicked. On the contrary, If anyone hits you on the right cheek, Offer him the other as well. If someone wishes to go to low, with you to get your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If anyone requires you to go one mile, go two miles with him. 
Give to anyone who asks you. And if anyone wants to borrow, do not turn away. You have heard how it was said, You will love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say this to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the bed as well as good, and sends down rain to fall on the upright and the wicked alike. For if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Do not even the tax collectors do as much. And if you save your greetings for your brothers, are you doing anything exceptional? Do not even the Gentiles do as much. You must therefore be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Hearing the Word Be perfect. Speaking about God, we have no other choice but to use our human words and ideas. In the scripture, the word used most often to describe God is the word holy. Holiness, perhaps, is the best way, expresses God's nature, all who God is and what God does. But what does holiness mean? On one hand, it indicates that God is radically different from the rest of the creation. It implies being set apart or being different from all else that exists, including human beings. On the other hand, it describes God's goodness manifested to the Israelites. They understood that God's holiness meant that the people who belong to him must also resemble their Lord. They must share in God's holiness and be holy. As God's people, the Israelite community must be holy. The first reading begins with a very powerful commandment to resemble God in God's holiness. Be holy as God is holy. But how can a human being or human community be holy? The way to holiness for the Israelites is outlined in the Torah, also called the law. It consists of the first five books of the Bible, which the Christians call the Pentateuch. The five books for the Israelites, the Torah, was a guide and instruction on what it means to be holy. It outlined the entire way of life, from guidelines on what to eat to instructions on how to worship. A major part of Leviticus, the one from which our reading comes, is called the Holiness Court, precisely because it focuses on that part of Israelite identity. Israelites, as God's holy people, were literally set apart from all other people on earth by the way they live. Another aspect of their holiness, which resembles God's own holiness, was the way they were to relate to one another. According to the second part of the reading, holiness excludes any kind of hatred or consent vengeance. Speaking positively, 
Israelites must resemble their God in the profound concern for another person. This concern is described by one profound word, love. We have to note that in the Torah, these demands extend only to the fellow members of the Israelite community. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, compares their community to the temple. The word that Paul actually uses means sanctuary. In the Jerusalem temple, sanctuary was the inner part of the temple, also called Holy of Holies, where God's presence was said to dwell. Using this beautiful image, the apostle of the Gentiles compares the community to God's dwelling place. The reasons Paul uses this image is due to the continuing argument against divisions in the Corinthian community. Earlier in the letter, he argued against divisions based on allegiance to various baptizers. With this passage, he concludes the argument with a very powerful warning. Since the community is God's sanctuary, it is also filled with God's presence. Divisions which undermine the unity amount to destruction of God's sanctuary. They undermine God's presence. The reasons for divisions, arguments of who is foolish and who is wise, and loyalties to various baptizers such as himself, Apollos, or Cephas, are nothing more than deceptions. These diversive distinctions bear no meaning because, through baptism, Corinthians become members of one community. They become God's sanctuary. Its members belong to Christ and through Christ to God. Consequently, the Christian community embodies God's presence in the world, the presence which must not be undermined in any way. The Gospel reading treats two distinctive issues. First, there is the issue of violence and abuse. In Jesus' day, the response to these was outlined in the so-called Lex Talionis, the principle expressed through this phrase, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It was a sound law that prevented the escalation of violence through demand for direct correspondence between crime and punishment. Jesus does not deny the validity of such justice. However, using three captivating examples, he admonishes his disciples to go further. They are to put an end to violence and abuse. The three examples used by Jesus, turning the other cheek, resigning one's rights in court, and going further than required, all illustrate one single attitude that can prevent violence from continuation and propagation. Non-retaliation for Jesus replacing Lextalionis with non-retaliation and with doing more than fairness requires is necessary to change the society. Justice based on punishments does not end violence.
it merely propagates it or prevents it from escalation at best. The only way to effectively end violence and abuse is non-retaliation. Second, Jesus focuses on the scope and extent of peace and love. In his time, the demand for neighborly love was limited in scope to fellow members of the Israelite community. In popular teaching, this was also combined with the command of hating one's enemy. Jesus abolishes and changes these limits. Using God's ways as the example, he teaches that the disciples must extend their love to all, regardless of the response they receive. God makes his rain fall and his light shine upon all, regardless of how they relate to him or their moral standing. This all-inclusive attitude demanded of the disciples sets them apart from all other people who follow the normal principle of mutuality in dealing with others. Thus, they are to love those who do not respond in kind even to the point of responding with love to violence and persecution. Peace and love is not dependent on whether or not it is returned, but it also has to be emphasized that peace and love is not just a sentimental feeling towards another person. Looking at the examples Jesus used, we see that love is that type of action which sustains and fosters the well-being of another human being. Revenge and violence are the opposites of love because love seeks the good of another person. For Jesus, this is the new standard of holiness which imitates God's own holiness. He refers to it as perfection. The liturgy of today focuses on holiness and perfection. In the Old Testament, holiness meant imitation of God and being set apart from the rest of the world by living according to the Torah. Jesus modifies this demand, insisting on imitation of God's perfection. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Perfection, unlike holiness, does not entail being set apart, but rather being true to one's own nature and fulfilling one's purpose in life. God is perfect because He is true to His goodness, which ensures that all living beings, righteous and unrighteous, are sustained in existence. For Christians, perfection means imitating God by living according to Jesus' teaching, rather than being set apart from the world. They are to transform it by non-retaliation and all-inclusive love, putting an end to violence and fostering the well-being of all human beings. Doing this, they become perfect like their God, who according to the psalmist is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, 
abounding in mercy. Listening to the Word of God In many African cultures, there are sets of values that attempt to make the people holy, and these values are spelled out in taboos, totems, and myths. The more people are able to observe these rules and values, the happier they become, because it is believed that they become more pleasing to the dateds. When someone breaks any of these taboos or totems, he or she is made to undergo cleansing rituals so that the protection of the gods may once more be upon the person. Since each clan or ethnic group has their own set of totems and taboos, they are unique to that group and set it apart from others. These taboos and totems make a clan or ethnic group true to their identity and distinct in the world. Irrespective of where the clan members are, they can easily identify themselves by the way they live out their tradition and culture. Although many of the young generation of African Christians may not be strongly commented to their taboos and totems, there is a need to take a cue from these practices in order to better understand the message of this Sunday. Today, the world presents us with such a great variety of options and choices that we are often unable to ground ourselves in one meaningful identity. This Sunday's liturgy suggests to us that a lifelong commitment to holiness provides us with a sense of identity. Holiness, a life based on the gospel values and the Christian message, could really set us apart as unique people of God, ready to fulfill the purpose of our calling everywhere in the world, especially on our African continent. Young people are striving to make a difference in life, in their academic pursuits, family life or marriage, careers and occupations. In Matthew chapter 6, we are encouraged to place our call to fulfill the will of God over and above all else in life. Our careers, success, family, life, business. Jesus recommends seeking first the kingdom of God and its righteousness because when we live righteous lives, all these things will follow. Thus, the call to holiness is the core of our Christian identity. Discipleship means walking or following the footsteps of Christ. And Christ walked in holiness and fulfilled every one of the Father's purposes for him. This means that we need to seek holiness in all endeavors of our lives, in our school lives, marriage and family, careers and religious lives. We are often very quick to measure our success against the returns we get in the form of the high marks, feelings of happiness, affirmation by others, or material gains. Our search for holiness means that we need to measure our success and achievements against the will of God's first. The basic question being whether our actions and values correspond to Jesus' teaching and values. 
Such questions might bring us some anxiety or frustration if we realize that our lives are far from perfect and ideal. Yet Jesus only asks that we do not give up in seeking his kingdom in the midst of and despite of our imperfections. Persistence and constancy in seeking holiness of life is the key to success. May the Lord help us that we may be able to persistently seek God's righteousness and pursue holiness because that is what truly matters in our lives. Even a gazelle cannot run away from a persistent Action Self-examination Is God's kingdom and holiness often on our mind? Do I make decisions considering which cause of action would best reflect God's holiness in my life and to the world? Response to God I need to give God the first place in all my endeavors. I pray for forgiveness for the times when I have not done so and for strength to pursue holiness daily. Response to your world. What practice and action could I introduce into my daily routines so that God's holiness can shine through them? How can my group or community act to reflect the presence of God's kingdom in this world? Prayer Lord God, you have chosen me even before birth to be holy and blameless. In your presence, I thank you for making me your child and calling me to be like you. You have sent me into the world to live a holy life and radiate that holiness to the world. Give me strength, wisdom, and perseverance that I might persistently seek you and walk your ways daily. May your Spirit guide me in the ways of righteousness and into your everlasting kingdom. Amen. Amen.